Hello, and welcome to the Organic Wine Podcast. This is Adam Huss coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thank you to those of you who support this podcast by subscribing to our Patreon channel. Your support makes it possible for me to share these really special conversations like the one you're about to hear. And more than that, it's an incredibly meaningful encouragement to me and the work that I do. Thank you. If you'd like to support this podcast via Patreon, that link is in the show notes and at organicwinepodcast.com, along with some other great ways that you can support. My guest for this episode is Gizem Duyar of Carasis Wine. And I apologize right now for my mispronunciation of names now and throughout the episode. Gizem lives and makes wine in Turkey from married vines that are over a century old. A married vine is a vine that has been wrapped to a tree, grown with the tree, and lives symbiotically with a tree as its support structure. It is likely the most ancient form of viticulture because it is simply mimicking how vines grow naturally without human intervention. This was the original vitiforestry. Because of this relationship with its partner tree, the vine gets many benefits that Gizem discusses. There's something so special about this relationship that Gizem has committed to making a very traditional form of natural wine in amphora that she has altered to include a unique technique for keeping the wine amber or orange while including both white and red grapes. She adds nothing and removes nothing from the wine so that it can reflect the special expression of that relationship between the vine and the tree. She calls the wine melez, which is the Turkish word for hybrid. It describes her winemaking process, but it also takes on a much more literal meaning when you discover that the red grape that she blends with is hybrid grape from America that has been living in Turkey for over 100 years. Turkey has an ancient winemaking tradition that has fallen out of popularity lately for social and political reasons. It is home to thousands of indigenous varieties of Vitis vinifera, and it has also lost thousands of acres of vineyards in recent years. Turkey's neighbor Georgia gets a lot of attention in U.S. wine circles, and it should. But once you start digging into Turkey, you'll find as much as three Georgias worth of wine culture. It's incredibly rich in wine history. After all, both countries have been at it for almost 8,000 years or more. From times before the borders or the names Georgia or Turkey even meant anything. I want to say a big thank you to Gizem for being willing to attempt this conversation in English. As you'll hear, she starts speaking at the beginning and then her friend Elif, who is an English teacher in Istanbul, basically took over and spoke for Gizem the rest of the conversation. So a big thank you to Elif as well. Elif answers in the first person as if she is Kisem because she's acting as translator. And there are times when she asks Kisem some questions in Turkish. I didn't edit these sections out because I know there are some folks from Turkey who listen to the podcast and may like hearing it even more than I do. Kisem actually did a lot of work to prepare for this interview. I sent her questions in advance so she could translate them and understand them and work on her answers and pronunciation in English. She did all this because she really wants to spread the word about the benefits of married vines and the beautiful wine that they can make. Enjoy. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Um, Yuzem, can hello. you, hello, can you introduce yourself and, and your friend who's with you? 
Yeah, hello. Uh, my name is Gizem and I live in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, we are making Amphoran wines in Giresun, uh, which is in the Black Sea region. Uh, while staying true to tradition, but we are always open to development. Uh, and and so- also, I am a friend of Gizem. I am here to help her. So, yeah, today she is going to talk about her wine as she said as well but um yeah i will i will just be assisting her that's it <laughs> fantastic okay. and now are you both in istanbul right now yeah okay got it uh wh- which side are you on of the which side of istanbul uh oh. anatolian side anatolian okay. uh, yeah we are staying anatolian side that's funny i i just had a crash yeah. course uh because as I told you, my my um, I, I have family going in uh-huh. a week to Istanbul, <laughs> and I was talking to them <laughs> like, about where they will be, and I was like, and look, and this is where they're making the wine is coming from over here. Um, so how far is it from Istanbul to that the region where you are getting the grapes? Um, it's maybe it's a, it's a, uh, it's, two hour beats. Uh, take a plane. Okay. Uh huh. Two and hours make... is nearly okay. two hours, yeah. And d- is that how you get out there usually? Do you spend, do you, do you have family there? Why Why do you make wine there? Um, because uh, uh, Kerasus and Gresum region is the very special uh, region because uh, they don't know and they don't remember to make wine. And this tradition is the... Uh, don't remember and uh, these people and um, that live people and um, it's kind of like it's a, normally it's an old tradition but now people don't do it so Gizem mm. wants to um, kind of like um, do it again you know to show revive that, it to show the, yeah revive it yeah ah yes. absolutely yes so yeah I've heard uh, I mean I read you know did a little research and and was reading about all of these. Uh, varieties of grapes, you know, thousands of varieties of grapes indigenous to the area, and and huge, huge uh, vineyard areas are being destroyed, right, for other kinds of farming. So these old vineyard areas, like I, I heard something like from the, you know, in in a three year period, a vineyard area the size of all the vineyards in New Zealand were destroyed in Turkey, and these were the, like mm. old old vineyards. Is that something that you're trying to help? Um, preserve those vineyards by reviving the winemaking in those areas? Um, Not exactly, actually. Uh, What I am trying to do is kind of like in the the ancient times, there was uh, winemaking there. And now I am trying to do it again because people here, they don't make wine there anymore. Ah, so, so what happens? It's not, it's not about vineyards, but uh, it's about wine, actually. I don't ah. know, maybe it's about tradition. Maybe it can be about, yeah. Sorry, I need to ask this in Turkish. Yeah, please. Neden artık yapılmadığını soruyor. Yani neden mesela yok edildiğinden bahsetti şeyleri. Bu biraz siyasi bir konuşmaya girebilir. Çünkü şey biraz mübadeleden sonra yani oradaki 
Ermeni ve Rum nüfus mübadele sonrası oradan ayrıldıktan sonra kültürlerini de götürmüş oluyorlar haliyle. Yani biraz Osmanlı sonrası bölgeye Müslüman akımının Hı. yerleşmesiyle unutturulmaya çalışan bir kültür aslında. Okay, yeah, it's it's about you know uh, in before before Turkish Republic, uh, people you know there were like different uh, kind of people living there from different uh, cultures. So right. they used to produce wine there, but after some you know uh, political things, you know after the change of uh, maybe we can say the government and everything, uh, mm-hmm. things changed. That's why we can say. So this is like a political uh, thing. Gotcha. And it sounds like, if I'm if I'm correct, Gizem, that you are an archaeologist. Is that sort of where your interest started? Was in in researching these older cultures that are sort of forgotten cultures in that area? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I'm not exactly an archaeologist, but uh, I um, I was interested in archaeology. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why I visited some like ancient places in Turkey, but I was interested in archaeology as I mean in the field of food, we can say. Okay. So I was interested in the um fields where the grapes were born. So Nice. That is the reason. Okay. Well, great. Well, Yeah, could you tell us tell us a little bit about yeah what you're doing there? How how are you approaching um, the winemaking and and the the revival of these old? Okay, so uh, yeah, maybe I can start yeah. from the um, we can go from the start maybe. So we are making amphora wines in Giresun, and this place is in the Black Sea region. So we are trying to uh, we are trying through the tradition, but we are also always open to development. So I have uh, two partners, Iperan and Berat, and we established Kerasus in 2019. So our annual production capacity varies depending on the amount of grapes we can find, actually, because we are searching for wine uh, grapes. And then uh-huh. we are uh, making our wine, depending on that. And as we don't have vineyards, we collect them from people uh-huh. from uh-huh. the different parts of Turkey. And we utilize wild yeast fermentation, refrain uh-huh. from filtration, and we don't use sulfur. Uh-huh. Uh, so far, we have only produced dry wines, and we also have experiments with pet nuts as well. Okay. Got it. So that's a good over overview, and that that is yeah. is the I don't know if you do you call it Carassus wine? That's like the brand name. Yeah, it is the brand name. Am I am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, yeah, correctly, Carassus. Carassus. This okay. is uh, this is the name of Giresun in the ancient times, actually. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Now this is yeah far east. Black Sea um, region along is it along the the coast of the Black Sea or is it yes. for yes. it is yeah yeah it is along the Black Sea. So what? Why? I, I guess my my question. This is a harder question, I guess, but I'm I'm trying to understand what was the interest. Obviously, you started with this food culture. 
the food sort of food archaeology, I guess, uh, reviving and finding being in fascination with these these sort of older cultures that had been um, that are sort of you know falling into into the past and being forgotten. Um, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Why the interest in that? Like, what? Why do you care? to do what you're doing why what is the philosophy maybe that you you have that makes you want to to utilize these grapes and these winemaking yeah actually my experience um ah, this one i want to say so um actually our research um i began this by researching and it started in the archives and I saw that mm. there is a there was a significant wine trait along with subtle references to wine recipes. So mm. we that's why we aim to create a truly pure wine since the definition of natural wine was still evolving and producing a wine that came closest to nature was exciting for us as well. And that's why using grapes from untamed wines we watch them transform into wine inside and for us through fermentation and without adding anything to the grapes that nature provided. I mean, for us, even it turns into a vinegar, that's not a problem because it just <laughs> wanted to be that way. So, yeah, it's, I think it's about that. So when you say untamed vines, what, what do you mean? What uh, is that? Yeah. It means what does that mean just to you? Co- we're just collecting them from nature we don't do anything to them so we are not interfering with the um let's say with the fun can i say function of earth no it's like the how it functions we are not interfering with it mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. and so i know this is part of the reason that i I, I'm, some of the questions I'm, I'm asking you are getting at part of the reason I got excited to talk to you. These vines aren't necessarily growing in what, you know, we have come to think of as a, a vineyard to, in modern times, right? They're growing yeah. in different contexts. Can yeah. you can you sort of talk about, you know, where you're finding these grapes and what these what the context is where these grapes are growing? Um, actually, we are collecting um, uh, wines, grapes from different parts of Turkey. So, for example, Giresun is one of them. And um, also, we are collecting grapes from uh, mountains. And this is from exactly, we can say, opposite of the place I'm talking, which, I mean, the Giresun. And okay. it's, it's in the... Aegean, sea, uh, Aegean side, you know, it's the west of Turkey. Okay. Uh, so, um, actually, Turkey has many different um, regions which provide different kinds of grapes. So, we are really lucky for that because, as I said, in the ancient times, uh, the grapes were born here in Turkey. That's why right. I was also interested. So, I have chance to experiment with all these different kinds of grapes. That's why I am, for example, I'm going to a place, for example, in the Aegean side, and I am I'm talking with the people, with the local people there. I am looking at the grapes, the uh, vineyards, and I am collecting them, etc. Just like this. Right, and it sounds like you are finding 
uh, I don't know if this is in the mountains on the Aegean side or if it's uh, along the Black Sea and Girasun area, but you are finding uh, married vines, like a, you're finding vitiforestry type vineyard systems. And I, I would love to hear about that, of course. Um, it sounds like you have a bit of a, of a focus on the married vines. Uh, I mean, based on what you... Maybe it's just one of the things that you like to focus on, but if you can talk about yeah, actually, you know, what, you're, after, what you found. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, so after searching for you know uh, different kinds of grapes, actually our focus now is on married vines. So we use Vitis vinifera and Vitis labrusco varieties with a prior, priority on endemic grapes. And we are also preserving the diversity of grapes in the region, which is also important to us. So uh, actually, all of our grapes now come from married wines. And really? their average age is a minimum of 100 years. So Wow. Yeah. It's actually very important for us, the married wines. Amazing. Yeah. So how, where are they? Are these... Which are they over on the where you were saying in the mountains on the Aegean side, or are they more and in the Jerusalem area, the, or both? Um, maybe we c- I can talk about uh, the history of these wines if if it's okay, the married wines. So yes. in the Black Sea region, we found some yes. references to these wines, and they were first mentioned in Strabo's Geographica, and later by the traveler Jacob Flip von Merrier, who visited the region in 1840 and he wrote about grapes climbing up tall black poplars dark green plane trees and huge walnut trees and he described the grapes as fragrant and intensely aromatic and our work in the Aegean region revealed even older practices as the Etruscans once lived there and observing that wines were trained in a certain pattern and they were wrapped around specific trees, made us realize, yeah, we are in the right place. So uh, (laughs) this conscious practice was also found in the Etruscan culture, and it was later adopted in Italy as well. Right. Although it may have started as a natural growth, the Etruscans likely noticed that grapes thrived this way, and it led them to wrap vines around trees. And later, Roman viticulture left behind this method and shifted to vineyard systems, we know today, so as we were talking about. And while our country doesn't have an exact equivalent, we refer to it as vines wrapped trees. You know, we don't have the Turkish term for it exactly. We're just calling them like they are wrapping to trees, you know, like... um, and we yep. focus on married wines because they haven't been interfered with for a long time and they're completely in harmony with nature and grow as they wish. So as you can understand our philosophy is like we we are not interfering anything. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Great. So we were we were just talking about the mar- <laughs> the married vines yeah. and you were saying <laughs> essentially you were saying there isn't a, a specific term in turkish that means married vines but you you say vines that wrap around trees and this fits around your philosophy because they are fully integrated into their natural ecosystem um where you're finding them are you finding them 
um, like in in groves, like in areas where there's a whole bunch of vines planted uh, at the base of trees and growing up into the trees? Or you do you have to kind of search and you find one here and then one there and that kind of thing? Yeah, actually, we can say like that because, um, as I said, um, we are searching for wines in the different regions uh, of Turkey. Mm-hmm. So we don't have like an exact place or exact yard like uh, the um, the normal, the um, let's say common wine the uh, people are producing. So that's why we are visiting different places. It can be like mountains, for example. We are going there and we are talking to the local people who uh, who have those. Um, trees so we are like searching and then we are collecting them and producing our wines great and how many in one area do you usually find i mean do you is it usually just like one tree with a vine or do you find more than one um we can say like three generally three Three, okay oh or it can be Actually, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can you can have like many trees, like um, up to maybe. No, I'm sorry. One second. I think we need to cut this part because okay. I need to yeah. ask this to my twin. No, friend. please, please go ahead. Yeah. No, on sormio. Mesela diyeyim bir ağaç buldun. Kaç tane var o ağaçtan? Bu ağaca ağaca sarılı şeylerden, üzümlerden. Kaç ağaç olabilir orada? Bölge, bir, bölgede 8 tane ağaç var bu şekilde Ege bölgesinde. Senin yaptığın Aynen. mı? Yoksa Aynen. spesifik genel mi bunu söyleyebiliriz? Benim bulup okay. kullandığım, üzümle kullandığım 8 ağaç var Ege bölgesinde. Giresun'da 5. Okay, so um, um, for, for our wine, uh, in the agency we have 8 trees. Exactly. And oh, in Giresun, we have five trees, actually. But oh, these okay. are these are the wines we are working on. So I'm not right. talking about the, as a general information. So. Right, right. Just, you know, yeah. there's a together there. Those are the two sort of area, two groves of trees that you're working with. Yes. So are the people who live there, are they taking care of those vines, like pruning them in the winter? Or doing anything to them throughout the year? Um, actually, no. As we said, these are uh, very, we can say, wild uh, wow. grapes. Yeah, because um, we don't want to... I, I'm just repeating myself. Sorry for saying this again and again. But we're not interfering with nature. Right. So right. We, we tell them consciously, actually, to not to... Uh, do anything like um, artificial right. and we say that it the, the tree needs to grow on its own how it wants to be so for us all the natural conditions are very important okay. i mean if it if it grows with the wind then it's okay let it grow with the wind if if it takes so much sun that's okay because all of these um give the wine a different kind of taste you know different kind of yes um aroma let's say yeah no i like that a lot 
Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> very much. I hope you too. will you will taste it one day. <laughs> when you, maybe you can visit with your family and you will have chance oh, to taste it. I hope it, so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, the so well, and the grapes are so the two. You, I mean, I know of two grapes, and one of the grapes is actually. Um, a North American hybrid grape, or a North, yeah, it has North American uh, genetics, right? The Isabella, right? Yeah, yes, you're right. And so that must have been planted, you know, back in the 1800s at some point, and now it's just sort of gone feral, is what it sounds like. Is that correct? Gone what? Sorry, can you repeat? Uh, feral, sort of wild, you know, a, a, a feral. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah, right? you're right. yeah. yeah. Now, actually, people are using it like they are uh, collecting it for daily use from the trees. Yeah, they are making things from it. Actually, it's like, a, uh, as you said, it's a wild grape and it's just, um, it is not widely used for wine, let's say. Right. And and the other grape um, or grapes, are there more than, how many varieties of grapes are there besides Isabella? Um, besides Isabella, we can say white and red grapes. These are the only ones I know. Okay. Actually, we know. Let's say. Uh, okay. Apart from that, we don't have we don't have knowledge very much. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Do you, are there specific names for the varieties of the other other grapes besides Isabella? Um, I think they're called black grapes. Yeah. And okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I think I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> sorry. I was looking for something and that's why I just, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no problem. So I'm, well, I'd love to know, I want to get into your winemaking eventually. Cause I, I think you guys are doing some really interesting things by combining the white and the the dark grapes or the light and the dark grapes but i would love to focus a little bit for now on on those married vines and what do you notice from seeing them in their in this sort of feral wild state uh that they're in now do you are they healthier are they you know what what mm. kind of issues do you see or what kind of benefits do you see can you talk a little bit about that Yes, uh, one second. Um, so um, maybe we can talk about the benefits first because married wines are less susceptible to diseases like yeah. mold and frost, which okay. is due to their higher position above the ground. Uh -huh. And uh, for this reason, they require fewer treatments compared to divorced vineyards. And, you know, nature always finds a way to get away from the bad things, right? And yeah. given the recent fluctuations in weather conditions, they have proven quite resilient, actually. And our harvest right. times have been consistent for the past three years. Um, however, cultivated wines, you know, it's the planning is necessary to determine the optimal harvest times, you know, as it's a... Um, um uh, we don't have like you know when you do things with the nature uh the planning is hard let's say yeah <laughs> yeah true 
<laughs> you have to yeah. just observe and, and yeah. watch and be ready. Um, do you do you notice? Do you have any problem with birds, for example, or other animal pests that might want to eat your grapes? Um, actually, yeah. Maybe we can talk about insects. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Um, we believe that insects cause less damage to varied wines, possibly due to their salivary secretions and vibrations that wines produce, which deter harmful insects. Um, so th actually, this is not a problem for us as well. So through insects this, no yeah, yeah, through this remarkable connection, they actually protect the ivy as well. Um, and also for the birds, we can say we are sharing them with the animals as well, right? We are not, <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem for us yet. There's plenty of grapes, apparently. Yeah, yeah, for them so, and for us as well. Yeah, so that, so what I'm imagining, are these trees very big? Um, yeah, I mean, are, how big are the trees that these vines are growing in? I don't know how I can tell it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's about, of, you're talking about the size, yeah? The size of the trees, yeah. Uh, they, have, um, they have body and they are able to wrap, I don't know this in English, maybe I can check it one second. Yeah, take your time. Um, it can actually wrap an oak tree. Maybe you can compare it with that, the okay. size. So th these are fully mature trees, right? They're, I mean, in terms of height, do you know how many meters tall they are? We had a little miscommunication here, but after the fact, she let me know the trees can be up to 20 meters tall. The one... Do you have in one vine how much how many grapes are you producing how much I mean how, not are you producing but how much do you find growing on from one married vine um, how much we are producing we are nearly 80 uh, between 80 and 100 kilograms from one tree oh then yeah that's a yeah. lot. So yeah, yeah. Over, over 200 pounds. And that's one vine too, like one vine for one tree, right? Yeah, one tree from one tree. Right. Wow. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. So these are big vines in big trees with a lot of yes. grapes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it's right. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, I like the idea of sharing with the animals as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, I mean, if you have that much... is. And and are they I, maybe that's my question? Is that how much you harvest the the maybe eighty to one hundred kilograms is what you actually harvest? So some it actually produces more than that, but you're sharing some of the total with the animals and birds, and then you get whatever's left, and still what's left is eighty to one hundred kilograms. Is that correct? Um, yeah, normally we are we are having. Uh... 350 and 500 kilogram and we are like leaving the rest to the nature as we talked but oh, the, wow. the but the wine we get in the eventually the the numbers i said previously yeah got it per tree that was a each tree is that much does that make sense 
Yeah, one second. I need to ask this. Yeah. Bir ağaçtan mı sadece? 350 500. Top totalde kullandığımız ürün miktarı. Ama birini soruyor. Birinden 80 ve 100 kilo ürün alıyoruz. Hı-hı. Totalde 350 500. Kilo Bu 8 ağaçtan aldığın mı? Evet. So yeah, uh, to be clear, we get uh, as I said. 80 between 80 and 100 kilograms from one tree but in total we talk right we have eight in uh Aegean side and we have five trees in the uh, black sea region in total we have uh-huh. between 350 or 500 kilogram and we are leaving the rest to the nature to be like fair you know as we said yeah right right Nice. Okay. Understood. And it sounds like are all of these trees quite old? Are they are they all approximately the same age? Because yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. uh, They are approximately one hundred years old. Got it. Yeah. Probably the last time. Yeah, that this kind of viticulture was practiced. um, Yeah. And then it went away. So do you, have you had the experience of being able to taste the kind of uh, wine, wine made from these trees next to wine made from normal vineyards that is made in a similar style and to see if there's a difference in flavor? Um, yeah, actually, um, these wines uh, reflect the terroir. When you taste our wines, you can truly sense the aromas of the plants, tree flowers, and the earth. And experiencing the transition of aromas and flavors in the wine is why we refrain from using sulfur. And in the process of wild yeast fermentation, we have around 1,300 different strains of yeast, which is significantly more diverse than cultured yeast. And particularly in our wine, which is called Melez, we designed a special barrel for the unique technique of combining Vitis vinifera and Vitis labrusca varieties. And we believe this is a pioneering application where the aroma of um, the vinifera Casova grape was wonderfully complemented by the aromas of the labrusca Isabella grape. So the result was a wine with an unexpected range of aromas, starting with honey-like scents, transitioning to whetstone, and ending with umami. So apart from that, we don't yet have a comparable, comparable vineyard system, as our wine's still young. They are only two years old, and we are patiently waiting for them to mature. So, yeah. Right, right. Very exciting. So the and what does uh, the, you make the one wine called Melez? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And what and what does that mean in Turkish? Um, it is actually Melez is a Turkish word. Normally, it means hybrids. Hybrids, hybrids. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, hybrids. That's that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why why that name? Because of the combination, or or is it? The yeah, because of the combination, actually. That's great. Do you want to talk yeah. about the techniques that you're using to to make that wine in more specific detail? Yeah, okay, I can. So um, we produce our wines in Anatolian amphoras, 
coated with beeswax or glazed ceramic amphora. Mm -hmm. And we refrain from adding any additives. We try to avoid filtration. And as I said, we don't use sulfur. And watching the uh, liveliness and development of the wine, and we are witnessing the aroma transitions as well. Uh, and over months without sulfur, it is, you know, it is incredibly rewarding. And we also enjoy playing with grapes, just like playing with like Lego, you know, and creating the rice blends. For example, for our Melez wine, Berat, my partner, even designed a special barrel to predict the movement of the grapes inside. Mm -hmm. And in the Melez technique, we used two different grape families. One of them, Vitis vinifera, and the other one is Vitis labrusca. Uh -huh. And this blend of Melez, as I, we said this actually, it's, as you said, it translates as hybrid. And it brought together the aromas of Isabella grapes from the Labrusca family and the Kosova grape from the Vinifera family. So uh, we believe this is uh, this was a likely first kind of its application and the Labrusca aromas wonderfully complemented the Kosova grape grapes aromas. And the resulting wine had extraordinary ones, you know, the, I'm talking about aromas, starting with honey scents, and transitioning to wet stone and ending with umami. Yeah. Mm. Now, yeah, that's very fun. And you guys are you're you're separating the two grapes in in a way in the amphora. Is that correct? During the fermentation, you you create a a, a basket like yeah. a like a straw basket um, layer that you can then pull out. So you're sort of steeping the Isabella in for a, for a less amount of time to give less color, perhaps. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's correct. Because otherwise you'd have a probably a red wine by the end if you left it all in for the full time. Is that right? Yeah, with this technique, we are actually deciding um, like um, we are producing different kind of wine and we are preventing it to become a red wine. Yeah, that's yes, that's really cool. And he here's a question for you. I don't know if you can answer it, but... Do you know the history of how Isabella came to be in Turkey? Neither of us really knew our history here, but I did a little research and Isabella is a fascinating grape. It grew in the southeastern United States from a chance crossing between the native grape Vitis labrusca and a rare Vitis vinifera brought to America by Europeans. In other words, it's a feral hybrid that is adapted to and can grow well in subtropical and even tropical climates and resists phylloxera and most fungal pests. So that made it very popular. It produces abundant dark clusters of grapes that have been described by a Russian poet as fleshy and heavy like a cluster of night itself. Why a Russian poet, you may ask? Well, like I said, it became very popular because of its abundance and its adaptability and resistance. Because of that, it was taken around the globe. And so it is still one of the most popular grapes in Colombia and Brazil. And, you know, during that time, it was also taken to France, where it was also banned in 1934. But by then, the French had given it to the Russians, and it had become one of the most popular grapes there and in the nations of the former USSR. In fact, it came from somewhere around Georgia, USA, and now lives in Georgia, the country. 
full circle grape. <laughs> and it was spread to Turkey, of course, which is not too far from Georgia. Uh, in fact, adjacent. If you've eaten Turkish sarna, or what you may know of as dolmas or stuffed grape leaves, you may have eaten Isabella leaves. Fascinating. When you tell people there, when you talk to people about what you're doing uh, in Turkey, do they think you're crazy or do people support you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we can say, yeah, they think I'm crazy because, you know, as I said, culturally and also politically, winemaking is not supported very much. Right. So, and also, natural wine is not very common as well. Right. So uh, we can say we are um, we are helping natural wine to gain popularity in Turkey as well. Right. And also, as we still do not add sulfur and we do not make any filtration during the uh, during the um, while we produce the wine, um, people think, "Yeah, are you crazy? Are you nuts?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you? Has it worked out so far? Have you had to throw away any vinegar or anything? Uh, any batches that went bad? Um, batches that went bad. I mean, any um, any wines that became bad tasting, like became vinegar or anything like that, because. Yeah, while I'm making wines, yes, of course. That's why we said if if if um if a wine goes into bad batch, we say that it's okay. It wanted to be that way. So, uh, of course, we are not um for the ones we sold, for the ones people tasted. No, we didn't get any negative comments actually. Nice. Yes, I actually saw yeah. some very lovely reviews on. I mean. Uh, some two very lovely reviews of uh, Melez on Instagram and online from people that got to taste the very limited production, it sounds like. How, how much do you end up making? Maybe six, 500, 600 bottles? How much do you end up making of the Melez? Um, for Melez, we have uh, 76 bottles. Oh, Actually, even, yeah. Even less. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but this year we are planning to produce more. Okay, great. Yeah. How many years have you done this? Uh, for Melez, this is the second. This will be the second year, but oh. I have been producing for three years. For for three years, yeah. Got it. But before okay. that, I also worked with, as I said, with Udo Hirsch. And uh -huh. also I tried some uh, winemaking on my own as well, like right. in my own, uh, say, garden kind of yep. place where I was first experimenting things. So, yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So when you, you, you fly out to the Black Sea area, Jerusalem area, what do you do once you pick the grapes? Do you make the wine in that region? Or like how do you, <laughs> like I'm guessing you're, eventually the wine ends up in istanbul is that correct um actually no i okay. i am i am producing wine in girasun i have a okay. i have a place there and okay. i also i made that with my own hands as well oh, I, wow. like i carved the soil i you know put some stones there and i built that 
place to make my own wine. Wow. Uh, but for my other wines, I am uh, making them um, in the more Aegean region and uh-huh. with the help of friends because, okay. you know, these are like uh, from the very opposite sides of Turkey. It's like impossible for me to go from there right. to there and, yeah, follow there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a big area. They're, they're coming to Istanbul eventually to generally, you know, to sell them to for the people who want to try it. Got it. Now, in the areas where you are making the wine, are there? Do you hope to find more married vines? Do you know of more married vines? Are you are you searching for more? Yeah, maybe I can ask this question. Arıyor musun daha fazla? Hala yani bir arayışın var mı? Bölgelerde mi yoksa? Yan şehirlerde, Giresun'un yakın şehirlerinden. Giresun'un yakınlarında. Trabzon. Peki Ege'de? Ege'de e, olduğunu biliyorum ama e, vakit ayırmam lazım. Hmm. Şu an bulduklarımızla idare etmek zorundayız. <gülüyor> okay, so for now, yes, I am looking for wines near Giresun in the Black Sea region. You can say like in Ordu, in Trabzon, these are um, next to Giresun, these uh, cities. Mm-hmm. Um I know there are more in the Aegean side, but I don't have time to go and search for them now. My uh, first goal, my focus is now uh, in the Black region, Black Sea region. And then maybe we can uh, search for more in the different regions as well. Okay. And a question I forgot to ask, but what kind of trees are you finding the vines growing with? Hmm. You are asking about the kind like oak tree kind of thing like that. Right, or? right. Yes, okay. yeah, the, the variety of tree, the species of tree. Yeah, one second. Sure. Yeah. Türünü soruyor yani. Meşe ağacı. Akça ağaç. İşte. Evet, söyleyeyim. Akça ağaç, zeytin. Mm, so the first one is I think it's um is it rock maple? I'm not sure about the English term or is it older? I need to check it in okay. English. Yeah. So rock do you know the rock maple? No, it's the different. Maple, yeah. I think it's maple, yeah. Uh the, one of them is maple and also we have um one second. Also, some of them are olive t- trees. Olives? No? Yeah, olives. Oh, okay. And we also have oak trees. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Olives, oak trees, and maple trees. Fantastic. I love that. Gizem and I communicated later, and she let me know that actually a lot of the vines are wrapped to hazelnut trees, which is what Girasun is known for. They actually ship their hazelnuts to be made into Nutella. (laughs) So that's fun too. But she also showed me a photo that I will share online of an Isabella vine growing in a large walnut tree that's full of walnuts. So in these married vines, they're not just wrapped to trees for a trellis, but it's a double crop system where they're getting lots of nuts and grapes out of the same system of married vines. Well, 
I think that's all my questions um, for you guys. I'd love to talk more, but I'd love to, you know, come and visit and see and uh, yeah, you would see all these things. But um, is there anything that I didn't ask that you you you think is important to say about the married vines and and the kind of wine that you're making or that they make? Okay, let us think. Bir şey başka eklemek istediğim bir şey var mı? I think yeah, I think that's it. But we appreciate for uh, having us here for this publication. So uh, we are committed to advancing the married wine viticulture technique and also preserving this tradition. Hopefully, this tradition will become more widespread, demonstrating that sustainable viticulture and the concept of natural wine can indeed be achieved through wines made from these wines. So thank you so much for having yeah, us. Uh, sorry for the inconsistencies. <laughs> no, you no. Know. Please don't apologize. Uh, I, I thank you so much. I hope we had more through conversation because this is not in our mother tongue, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. Sorry if said something for... wrong. So, well, thank yeah, you for thank helping Jizem and thank you, Jizem, for being willing to do this <laughs> in English. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> really thank appreciate you, so you guys both for help yeah, making this possible. It's really, uh, it's great to spread this. I also want to do what you guys are doing and help uh, yeah, spread, thank you so spread much. the word. Yeah, thank you so much. Wow, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you'd like to follow Kisem on Instagram, her Instagram is at Carasus Wine. That's at K-E-R-A-S-U-S Wine. And, you know, if you'd like to, you can follow me at Organic Wine Podcast as well. Enjoy 